Thank you for joining us on episode 86 of the Doss and D Show. It's so great to have your company. And on today's episode, we're talking all things money with the charismatic Peter Ziggy. Ziggy is a founder of 3P Corp, a financial services boutique here in Melbourne. But you may also know Ziggy as a TV and radio personality or as the author of Money Does Grow on Trees. So where do we begin with today's podcast? We covered so many areas. Ziggy shared with us how he founded 3P and the story of rising from the depths of depression to turn around his life and the model of his business, while stating how important it is to build your relationships in order to create a truly wealthy life. He shared some incredible tips and briefly talked about the stages of life and the different financial mindsets we should have in those times. We talked about wealth accumulation and methods we can do that, how to budget correctly and why it is so important to truly understand where you're at financially. It's actually frightening to learn that so many people have no idea how much they earn, spend, save and invest, and in particular, don't have any plans for the short term or their lifespan. But what we really learned from this episode is the need to have a plan, and the exciting part is we can all do something today to improve our spending habits and grow our wealth. Some of it is so simple and right under our noses. There are so many gems in this episode and you won't be able to resist Ziggy's infectious laugh and energetic personality. He really makes financial planning fun and gives us all hope to achieve our goals around money. Enjoy the episode, guys. Welcome to the Doss and D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Okay, there's an elephant in the room, gentlemen. I'm looking across at a Carlton supporter, and I'm sitting next to a Western Bulldog supporter. So do we need to figure anything out before we start this? Doss, how are you uh, feeling? Uh, I'm still a bit disappointed, I've got to say, Zig. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm not overly happy, but at the same time, it's good to see another team that's been down the bottom for a long time. Doing all right. Yeah, so. I don't know that too many people are going to be happy about it, or too many of the other clubs, but I know us Carlton supporters are very happy. Ziggy's oh. already told us the lid's off. So, uh, the lid is off. I actually heard off. that he's already bought grand final tickets. So <laughs> We're already predicting a Melbourne Carlton grand final. <laughs> there you go. You heard it first on the Dawson D show. But, uh, Ziggy, thank you for having us in your beautiful office, mate. We're so excited to be here, but thanks for joining us on the Dawson D show. Oh, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here with the boys. We're wrapped. Where do we start, D? Because you obviously know Zig personally, how we've got ourselves in touch and got you on the show, but maybe share a bit about your connection with Zig. Yeah, so I met Zig a few years ago through the business marketplace, which is dad's business, and I was working there, and Zig was a big supporter of ours, and uh, that's how I met him, and we stayed in touch. But I think maybe, well, let's start with your name. Because <laughs> yeah, well, no. I, I want Dost to have a crack at trying <laughs> oh, to no. pronounce your surname. All so right, so you want to know my birth name? Yes. Yeah, my, so my, my birth name is Pandelis. Pandelis. Sigalopoulos. Sigalopoulos. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Bundelish Sigalopoulos. That's not bad. Okay. That's not bad for an Anglo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. But, but Ziggy came about because when I got to year seven, so here I was, little Greek boy, you know, going to primary school and all very, you know, innocent. And, you know, and so I get to year seven and, of course, Braybrook High, right, which is Braybrook High and Frankston High at the time, early 80s, were the worst schools in the state right so i get to braybrook high and there's fights and there's stabbings every day and there's drugs being done and girls are getting pregnant and all sorts of, <laughs> it was just mayhem yeah. just mayhem anyway so i get to there to year seven and dean dean looks at me and he says mate what's your name and i said pandelis sigalopoulos he said pandelis what i said pandelis sigalopoulos and he said pandelis 
forget that you're Ziggy. <laughs> now, he said a different F word, right? Yeah. But it was just forget that you're Ziggy and Ziggy Stark. Yeah. And then from that time, he's, he's graffitiing everywhere. Ziggy and Dean was here. And I'm going, no, 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 don't do that. So Ziggy stuck. Yeah, there you go. I love that. Well, can you give us a little bit of background about who you are, what you do, and uh, yeah, where we are today? Yeah. So I'm, I'm CEO, CEO of a company called 3P. And so the 3Ps are we have a passion for people to prosper. And so we're dealing in the areas of mainly financial services at this stage. So we have 3P accounting and tax and financial planning and and legal and finance broking and property. And so our aim is for clients to prosper in the areas of finances. And over the next three to five years is to gear things up to be able to provide them services and help them in the area, the other two areas, the most important, mm-hmm. of relationships and a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when we're talking about wealth, you know, it's not just the monetary term, monetary aspect, although that's very important, but it's certainly... I believe that it's those three areas. So if you can get your finances right, as good as possible, if you can get your relationships strong and have sustainable relationships, mm-hmm. and also you're living a healthy lifestyle, then you're able to unlock true wealth. Yes. And I mean, for me, that's where yeah. the kicker is. And that, that just comes about as from experience, having gone through depression and having gone through making mistakes and, and beating myself up over it and stuff that went wrong and coming out of it and saying, okay, well, I don't want to go through that again. I want to get these areas sorted, mm. but I also want to help clients get these areas sorted and help as many people as we can so that they don't have to go through what, yeah. what I went through and yeah. so many others go through. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah. What you went through and yeah. like how, how you've gone from that to now where you are? Like you talk about wealth in all the different areas. Now you're the face of 3P. Yeah. You're obviously practicing what you preach, but... To get to where you are now, obviously, wasn't that way. Yeah, Doss, at that time, I mean, it was the sort of the mid 2000s, or you know, so I had started off in early 90s, 90, or 1990 was my first bookkeeping job. So I started off in accounting and tax, and I, I moved into financial planning because I really had this desire and, and I wanted to engage with people and find out more about their story and help yeah. them on ultimately their journey. And so in the 2000s, though, I'd made some same mistakes, and, and particularly around finances, right? And okay. so I'm the money guy. I should know better. Yeah. And I made mistakes, and I just could not forgive myself for them. Others forgave me, but I could not forgive myself. And that was something that I had to deal with, right? Yeah. And there was other things that just sort of, you know, they talk about the perfect storm, other stuff that was going on. Life. Right? Life, <laughs> finances, relationships, all that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I got to the point where... I got to the point where I almost concluded that the kids were better off without me and they were young wow. at that time, you know, and that's a scary place to mm. be. That's a scary place wow. to be. And and only now do I realise how scary of a place that was when you are thinking like that. And so I got to the point where I, I said to my, my wife, I remember at the time, I said, I get, I understand why people top themselves. I mean, it's not a good thing, but I get how you could get to that point. And mm. so part of, of coming mm. out of that was to say, okay, well, let's help people not get to that point. Yeah. You know, let's learn from each other. And, and, I'm, and I'm happy to share and I, I want to be vulnerable to the point that, okay, well, if this is going to help someone on their journey... You know, because if you've lived long enough, if you live long enough but you haven't gone through problems, live long enough and life will get you, Mm. all right? That's just the reality of it. And so if we can help people equip themselves and prepare themselves and get these three areas as good as possible, right? Because, you know, I mean, we're not perfect. Yeah. Things aren't perfect. So you're not going to have the 
perfect relationship, you're not going to have the perfect finances, and you're not always going to be in perfect health. But at least what you do is if you work on those three areas, mm. then you're minimising the risk of something going wrong. Mm. Right? You focus on relationships, more than likely you're going to have a good relationship. doesn't yep. mean stuff's not going to go right, but you're going to be able to work through things. And same with your your health and with your with your finances. So, mm. yeah, that depression part was a really dark and yeah. awful, awful time. But you know what? I look back and whilst I, I wouldn't want people to go through that and I wouldn't want to go through that again, it's from that place that I now began this journey and what came out of it was I was able to find my identity, yep. right? Find out who I am and find my purpose. Right, and that began this journey of okay. Now I'm on, I'm on purpose. So what is my purpose? Well, purpose is to love on people, right? And purpose here within three P is to help people prosper. Yeah. And part of that is just engaging with them and loving on them and just being part of their lives. I really want people when they engage with either myself or with three P that they leave with a smile. Yeah. Yeah. They feel better about themselves. I love working with these people because they make me. They make me feel good, but we're getting stuff done. Well, Ziggy's a master. You never leave his presence without smiling, do you? Like, you found that, didn't you? Oh, mate. <laughs> you want to share that story? Doss, Doss said to <laughs> Does me, Ziggy know this? I don't know if I told you this, but no. we left We left in the car. And um, Doss said, I said, oh, how good is that? He's like, oh, mate, I love him. I love him. I love him. And then we got in the car. He's like, I'm just a bit disappointed, though. And I said, why is that? He goes, I just wanted to hug the man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but he got, he got one today. Um, yeah, I did. It was great. <laughs> Before we, we step into, I suppose, what we're going to talk about today, I just want to ask, how did you actually get yourself out of that place, that state of mind? Was it through finding that purpose? How did you get through? Well, it was. I mean, and, and I think whenever we go through problems in life, you, you dig deep, Yeah. right? You dig deep. And for me, you know, I was raised to have a faith in God. Yep. And so that's what I went back to, yep. you know, and that was very important for me because what I realized was, okay, hang on, I've, I've got some hope, Yeah. right? So even though I got to a point where I almost concluded the kids were better off without me, that I should probably, you know, check out. Like, it wasn't, I hadn't planned anything, but it yeah. was it was serious in thoughts, right? But I started to, to dig deep and say, okay, well, what, you know, something's, there's got to be some hope here, mm. right? And I knew that there was. And so that hope got me through, but that hope was the beginning of then a journey of finding my purpose. Yes. Right? So I think it was that hope that got me through. Because if, if, if there's no hope, and things are looking hopeless, then you go, well, what's the point? Yeah, yeah. So for me, there was still some hope, right? And that's what got me through. I'd love to now start with, I guess, where, well, which one do we start with? Which one of the three? Health, finance? Relationships. Relationships. Yeah. Which one should we start with? Because I want to start with relationships, actually. Yeah. So how important, like, how did you come up with these three, firstly? Because they are three key pillars in life in itself. Yeah. But with relationships, where does relationships sit with 3P? What What is that? category yeah well look that that's a good one the relationships part is i guess during that time that difficult time that i was going through i was having issues with my wife okay okay and so it got to a point where it's like okay i've almost lost the feelings for her yeah right and and usually we tend to we tend to think that well our love is is feeling if i don't love someone we'll get out of the relationship yeah Yeah. that's not what it's about Mm. right and so I'd almost lost these because I started to focus more on her shortcomings than I did on all the good stuff. And she had a lot. She's still got a lot of good stuff, right? She's, she's just What's your wife's name? Katina. Katina. You know, Katina's an absolute ripper. Like, yeah. she's an absolute <clears throat> ripper. But I was just focusing on some negatives. I was focusing on some stuff that we, that we had going on. And, and so that, that love, that feeling started to, you know, become less and less. 
what I went back to was, okay, well, what is love? Well, love's not a feeling. Mm. It's an act of your will. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is long-suffering. Loving. All these things that are acts, they're acts of service, not just a feeling. Yeah, the feelings are important, right? But I love this person because I've become one and united with this person. Mm. And through thick and thin, mm. we, we get through stuff, right? We work through stuff. And then so we just started to work through stuff. And, and one of the key things of working through that was, was the word divorce was off the table. You know, when we started to talk through this stuff and we both acknowledged, you know, I remember Katina telling me one night, she goes, so where's our relationship going? Where are we at? That's, that's pretty confronting, yeah. you know? And I said, okay, well, let's get divorce off the table, right? No. And so when you take divorce off the table, you can work through anything, yeah. right? But as long as divorce is there, that risk or that threat mm. is always going to be there. So it was, it was a result of that, mm. Doss, that I, I thought, okay, well, this is an area that we need to focus on. And so when we're talking about relationships in this 3P context and what we want to build over the next three to five years, it's sustainable relationships between spouses, with children, with parents, with siblings, and obviously cousins and the wider community and friends, right? So, but it's starting out in that, that middle part, if you like, yeah. and, 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 and branching out. You know, for me, so for me, it was a spouse. So for me, it was, it was Katina and then... You know, in 2013, when I set up 3P, so 2011-12 was those tough years. But I decided at the end of 2012 that 2013 was going to be my year. Yeah. Right? I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to be a better husband, better father. I'm going to work out what I'm doing from a career perspective because I was, I was working for a practice here, here in Melbourne. They were based in Sydney. And I was trying to work out, okay, well, I go to my own. Do I stay where I am? Do I take some other corporate job, and I was confused. You know, I was yeah. still trying to work all that out. And so 2013 began this journey of getting clarity, Yeah, you know, and that's, that takes time, and that's mm. you've got to take the sure. first step, then the next step, then the next one. Uh, sometimes we want to rush things and want everything. Of course. You know, sort it out right now, like yeah. right now when everything's sorted. We're all guilty of that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when people walk through the doors here, they're probably coming for financial purposes. And how do you get to that conversation of the relationship thing? Because that's obviously a very intimate part of people's lives. How do you get to that point of having a conversation with them? And then what are the next steps from there? Yeah. Well, we don't at the moment because okay. that's, that's the plan for the next three sure. to five yeah, years. Yeah. Right? So what we've done at this point... Sorry, Doss has just jumped ahead. <laughs> He's no, gone, no, it. forget about the finances. <laughs> Let's talk people. You know? Doss wants a relationship. Yeah. Have, have you, are you in a relationship? Yeah. Oh, that's such a great. Oh, no. <laughs> oh no, Ziggy, this is a great talking for both of us. We're both, oh. we're both, almost. <laughs> we need to find you someone, maybe, or, yeah. or have you got someone that's a bit complicated? All right, let's not go there. It's, it's complicated. Podcast. Let's put it, let's put it, let's put it that way. <laughs> Interviews with me, not with you, <laughs> mate. You should say at the footy club last night the amount of shit that I get on a nightly basis. Just yeah. Every because he put a video on our oh, yeah. Instagram all about. You know, he was giving me a bit of shit. And he, I must admit, he over-exaggerated the situation. The amount of people that flocked to me asking me these questions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I might say this. Doss is a lot closer. Doss, uh, Doss wasn't home last night. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, ah, it, I'll just leave it at that. Right, Doss. Hey, Doss. So Doss is probably more tired than all of us. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doss is doing what he's told. <laughs> no, I, I'll, but I'll admit it. I'll admit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool. Well, so back to the relationship. Yeah, yeah, so in yeah. terms of three P, right? In terms of three P. So we're not there yet because yeah. because I'm not the one. I'm not the I'm not the expert in that sure. field, right? Yeah. My expertise is in financial services. 
you know, financial planning. Um, so we want to bring on experts under the 3P banner to be able to d- deliver that. So the focus of 3P over the last, you know, since 2013 has been building out this model so that all of that, so the foundation and all of that builds on top of that. Yep. So now we have the five financial services pillars, if you like, of accounting and tax, financial planning, finance, broking property, and legal. We just set up the legal practice last year mm-hmm. and that's flying, which is fantastic. And so... Now that we've got that structure in place, the next three to five years is, okay, well, let's now move into those relationship and healthy living. But then what does that look like? So as a board, we have a board, a board of directors. So as a board strategically now, that's one of the things that, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at, uh, along with everything else that's going on yeah. in the practice. And I the love business. that. Yeah. So with the, let's talk a bit about the finance section because Doss and I were chatting on the way here. We're very excited to hear this. So we're hoping you make us become millionaires actually. So <laughs> having to walk out of here with the best secrets. Yeah. You were wanting to come in as millionaires, you're gonna leave with a with a with the spouse. Yeah, hundred percent. Right, yeah, yeah, you get on the phone and say, Sweetheart, sweetheart, can we catch up? <laughs> Tied up. <laughs> so we, we had a little bit of a briefing before today's podcast where we came up with a few ideas and different stages of life and managing your finance so where do you want to begin with that because i think that's going to provide a lot of wisdom for our listeners yeah yeah look i think when you're talking about stages of life that's broken up into two main broad categories right you've got accumulators yep and then you've got the retirees okay so accumulators are the ones that from the age of 18 to effectively around about the age of 65 are accumulating wealth Right, and then there's stages within within those that accumulation group, if you like, which we'll go into. But they're the two they're the two main ones. Because then once you get to age sixty five, you're moving from accumulation to now. I'm no longer accumulating, but whatever I have accumulated is now my capital base that now needs to deliver income for the rest of my life. Yes. Mm. Okay. So that's completely different planning to that accumulation planning. Sure. But within accumulators, you've got I guess eighteen to thirty, yep. and these are not real. Specific, you know, I mean, yeah, yep. very obviously. You know, I mean, you know, when you're talking about, you know, Doss is a young man. Doss <laughs> is going to be a young man until the age of sixty, isn't he? Like, yeah, that's right. Um, but you're talking about eighty to thirty, and typically they, these these people are either you know gone to uni, maybe mm. gone into a trade, or just started work early in whatever capacity. Yeah. Moving around could be changing jobs, could be whatever. But up to the age of thirty, traveling. Uh, working out their cash flow, maybe renting. If they're Greek, you know, they'd be still living at home <laughs> till, till the age of 40. Um, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and so, and so that, that's that, that sort of area. And yeah. so that 80-year-old to 30-year-old is very important from a cash flow perspective. Yep. The whole thing is all about cash flow, right, mm. when we're talking about the whole planning. But obviously that's key, 80 to 30. And then 30 to probably 45, if you like, 45, maybe even 50, is a time where people tend to settle down, maybe get married or settle down into a relationship, buy their first home or apartment or townhouse, go into debt yep. and, and start a family. Yep, yep. Okay? And so that's... They're comfortable. They're comfortable. Yeah, you know, I've now settled, I've done my travelling, I've done whatever, and now I'm sort of settling down. And then sort of 45 to, to 50, in that range, the kids are growing up a bit. They're uh, becoming a bit more independent. Maybe they're going to high school and uni and that type of thing. So again, they're in that range up until they're still accumulating. Mm. But again, the dynamics in the family are different. So yep. you've gone from the kids being young to now they're beyond teenagers and they're, and they're starting to forge their own path. 
Yeah. Okay. And then obviously you've got the, you know, that sort of 50 to 65, which is like, you know, kids may be off their hands now, debt may be almost paid off or a part of the way paid off. And now, oh, goodness me, I'm 50, you know, 65 is coming, it's only 15 years away. What do I need to do? And people tend to panic a bit, okay. you know, down that end if they haven't done enough planning. Yep. Right? And then 65 is that sort of retirement. So I think they're the different different stages uh, that people find themselves. Yeah. And, and the advice and the focus is different again because at different stages, you've got different goals and objectives. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So the goals and objectives are usually bloke broken up into three. Yep. You've got your short-term goals and objectives, which is between today and the next 12 months. Yep. Right, so the next 12 months, short-term. Medium is one to five years. And then the longer term is five years and beyond. Yep. Okay, so the next 12 months might be, we've got a deposit, I want to buy a home. Yep. Or I need a new car. It could be I want to travel. It doesn't necessarily have to be financial related, although it affects your finances. Right? Yes. So traveling, it's not financial related, it's not investment, but it affects your finances. Yes. Don't worry, we know about that. <laughs> we just came back from the UK. I've heard about your exploits in the UK. Yeah, goodness me. Come back with much? A little, little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in crypto, so it's good. <laughs> Just going up and down. Yeah. It's going all over the place. Yeah, I can't, I can't keep refreshing that anymore. That, those tabs are too scary. Yeah. So at every stage, cash flow is important. Mm. Cash flow is absolutely important because in the early days, you need cash flow because you've got to travel, you've got to pay rent, you've got to save a bit, whatever. The, and then at the end, when you've got enough whatever enough is for everyone mm. you now need to have the cash flow to cover your living expenses sure. and between that you need cash flow for you know loan repayments and kids school fees and still you do we want to do a bit of traveling and you got to pay off the home loan and costs are going up and how do we manage to buy a new car and all these things yeah. in between so mm. you know it's very important to plan yeah mm. planning is is absolute key we had a really good chat on the way here and Dean made a really good point, which we were looking forward to talking about, which was people go, I don't have enough money. I need to earn more money. Do people not know how to manage their money or are they not earning enough majority of the time from what you've seen? Especially, I guess, our age. I know people will go, oh, I'm not earning enough money. I want to I want to go to my boss and ask for a raise or I need a promotion or whatever. Or is the cost of living that unrealistic at the moment? You know, the term smashed avo gets thrown around all the yeah, time. Yeah. Is it really that or a lot of us uneducated? Look, yeah, I think it's all of that. Yeah. I'd say, but but the thing is that, you know, if I look at my parents, for example, who came from Greece in 1962, they, they not once went out for breakfast. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that's how we should be. I enjoy going out for breakfast. I enjoy going What's your go-to? What do you like? My breakfast? Yeah. Oh, um, poached eggs. Um, bit oh, of bacon. Bit of bacon. Yeah. Um, what's the one with poached eggs with? Feta. Mayonnaise. Oh, and feta. Yeah. Tell you anyway. what, sounds good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. as long as, as, long yeah. as it's got feta, brunch, I'm, brunch. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're talking about people that never spent a dollar on going out to a restaurant. I remember yeah. taking, I remember getting qualified and, you know, I got my accounting degree. I got my first job. And my first pay packet, I said to my parents, I want to take you out for lunch. Wow. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take yeah. you out for lunch. You know, you guys deserve it. So I remember taking him out to lunch. And, we, and where, where do I take him? I take him. We're Greek, right? Where do I take him? I take him to a Greek restaurant in the city. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would have loved it. Yeah, well, no, no, they, well, they, they did. I mean, your mum's going, I could cook better than this. Exactly. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they're very thankful that, you know, I took him out. But um, we're driving home and I said, how did you enjoy this? She goes, yeah, 
was all right. It was all right. I could cook better than that. Yeah. Like, why didn't Sounds I take like it? My grandma. I should have taken a Chinese or a pizza. You know, something different. Yeah. yeah, we're just having the stuff we have at home. You know. But, but um, yeah, correct. But so they—that's one extreme. Yeah. Right. That's one extreme. And I think you've got the other extreme where people just don't stop going out. Yeah. And then don't stop spending and and are not cooking at home enough and. You know, it's always like, oh, well, I'll, I'll get to it, but let's do Uber Eats and let's do takeaway and let's do that. And that's expensive, yeah. right? That's expensive. So, look, I think with everything, Dos, I think everything is about a balanced. Yeah. And But that's where planning comes into place. You say, look, if I can't go out and enjoy a dinner or a breakfast or whatever, people need to. We're, we're, yeah. we're social animals. We want yeah. to engage, right? So there's an element of that, I think, that we need to do. The problem is how much of that do you do? And at the end of the day, if you can't, if it's just not in your budget to, well, maybe there's a period of time where you just got to say, okay, the next two years I'm not. Yeah. yeah. It's got to sacrifice yeah. because I'm playing the long game here. But we tend to just sort of play the short game all the time and the short game doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so it gets thrown, like, we're guilty of it. Oh, life is short. Go and do the thing now. But at the same time, you have to be realistic too, don't you? Well, statistics say that you, you're going to live to age 84. Right, yeah. us males, eighty-four. I think the females these days are eighty-five, eighty-six. Yeah. Right, so the odds are that we're going to live. So this thing of oh, I only live once—that's true. You only live once, and therefore I'm just going to live to other men. Well, that's great, you mm. know. But at the other end, there's something coming yeah. where you know you may not have enough, and yet you know you may not even have enough. Who knows where the pension's going to be around? Yeah, yeah. Okay? or how long you'll have to work for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's a matter of having that balance to say, okay, what can I do now that I can have that balance? I can still enjoy going out, but have enough cash flow that I'm putting something away for some goals and objectives, right? And, and don't necessarily took, look too far in the future. Yeah. Mm. Right. The next one to five years. Goals and objectives. What is the next one to five years? I want to be able to get my own place. I want to be able to get a car. I want to be able... Whatever that case is, but that needs planning because we've all got goals and objectives and each of those goals and objectives are uh, are challenging for our limited resources. Yeah. Right? Because we don't have... None of us are earning so much that we can just save our way to financial freedom or having enough, right. right? Yeah. And so these goals and objectives, I want to achieve all these but they're after my resources and I've got limited resources. And then what you need to do is to say, okay, well, which one of those goals and objectives, I need to rate them from one to five, for yeah. argument's sake, and say which one is most important. And I think that needs to be done with someone, like an advisor, like a mentor, like a trusted friend, and say, look, I've got these five goals and objectives and I really want to achieve all of them, but what do you think? And you need to rate them. Yeah, You need to rate them I at like the end that. of the day. And that's the only way you're going to be able to get through. But getting back to what you were saying in terms of, you know, people, can they earn more? Can they? I think there's an element of that in the sense that there's a couple of things that you need to look at when it comes to your finance, right? I think there's five areas, right? And the first two, first three relate to cash flow, right? First three relate to cash flow. The first one is look at your cash flow and measure what's happening in your cash flow. So you can't manage what you don't measure. Yep. Now, if you ask most people today, they don't know where their money's going, right? Mm. They sort of go by how much is in the bank account, yeah, how much is on the credit card. And, and so they, they don't know over a given month how much has gone to all the different mm. items and expenses, yeah. right? Now, so if you don't know, how are you going to be able to manage your way either out of something or into some goals and objectives, Right? So that's the first one, measuring your cash flow mm. 
and knowing and and there's great programs out there. I mean, we've got one that we work with our clients, but there's plenty of them where you can link your bank account and your credit card, mm. and the transactions just drop overnight. Yeah, and so cool. you'd be able to see where all your money's gone. Oh, gee, I spent you know six hundred bucks on groceries, you know, this month. I usually spend eight hundred. Isn't that good? Yeah. yeah. Or I usually spend four hundred. I spent six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Or I spent this at you know uh, at Macca's. Uh, whatever the case, you can measure. Yeah, I like that. that right. Yeah. The second one is again cash flow, but your income. So you look at your income and you say, okay, well, for the experience and the qualifications of what I have, is that roughly what the market is paying? Could I get more over here? Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you can get another five to ten thousand more over here. In that case, that's something that you should consider. Obviously, job satisfaction aside, of course, of course, you'd want yeah. job satisfaction. You'd have to consider that. But maybe that's what the market's paying. You know, maybe if you're getting $60,000 a year, maybe that's the limit with where you're at. Yeah. Right? And so you'd have to look at it and say, okay, well, how do, I increase, how do I increase my income? Well, there's one of two ways. One is you say, well, do I need to get other qualifications? Yep. Right? And maybe, uh, maybe I do something part-time like another course, another degree or whatever. That's going to propel me to that 80000 or 90000 a year. Or do I start a side hustle? Mm-hmm. Right? Do I start a business or start a side hustle that's going to give me that extra ten to 20000 a year consistently but also potentially mm. to grow, right? So that's on the income side. Right? That's a way of, of, of increasing. And then the third one is your cash flow in relation to your expenses, right? So we spoke about you know measuring them and knowing where things are going. Once you know where things are going, then you say, okay, well, what changes can I, can I make in those expenses, mm. Right, we tend to if we've got some car insurance, for example, we tend not to review review them as probably as much as yeah, we should. 100%, yeah, hundred percent. You know, this and, is this is really fitting because I literally this has been me my whole life. Just follow what my parents have done, and I haven't looked elsewhere. Well, my car insurance expired the other day, and I normally just jump straight away and just renew it. But I thought, no, nah, I'm going to Google and look Check what else out. there is. Yeah, mm. and I got a car insurance that was two hundred dollars cheaper, yeah. but the same cover. Yeah. And I thought, I'd never looked at that. Yeah. yeah. You know, like... Particularly if we've got things on direct debit. Yeah. Yeah. Right? All the companies like to get us on direct debit because we forget about things. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, oh, gee, that's... Kind of, yeah, I'm not happy with that. Yeah. I'll, I'll get rid of Shout it. Shout out to Kilda Footy Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They got me on direct debit. I always forget. <laughs> and they renew it yearly. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, it's it's a matter of, of looking at these expenses and, and, and spending that time and saying, okay, one... These expenses that I have, I mean, we all love Netflix. Do we read Netflix? Do we need Netflix, Stan, and Paramount, and Apple, and all that sort of thing, yeah. right? Maybe you can just do with one, and that's, you know, for the time being, for example. So do you cut costs? Where can you cut, right, within reason? Yes. I'm not talking about cutting to the point where you don't have to live off noodles for the next, you know, <laughs> yeah. 10 years. But, but where can you cut? You know, mm. where is it reasonable to cut? And the other thing is that where can you save? You know, I mean, the energy companies these days, you know, everyone's doing different offers. Yep. You know, it's, it's amazing. Mm. I mean, there's so much competition out there. It's good for the consumer. Yeah. Good for the yeah, consumer. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and so like you said, the competition is out there. It's a good thing from a consumer's perspective. But you talk about banks, you talk about loans, you talk about car insurance, any one of these, th- those companies always want new business. And I always look after the people that are new. Of course. Right? They're going yeah. to give, give you a better deal. They've, uh, banks will, um, you know, from time to time, offer cash back. Come and bring your loan to us, and we'll give you two or three thousand dollars cash back. You're an existing customer. I don't, I don't say anything like that. No. Thanks for being an existing customer. We'll give you five hundred dollars. Give me five hundred dollars. I'm an existing customer. I've been loyal. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's not the way so things are. So you think are. loyalty isn't it? No, no, no. Loyalty, no. Loyalty's wow. no, gone. Well, they're not. They're not. Yeah. It's gone to the old days yeah. where there was some level of respect and loyalty. It's just become a. You know, everything's a commodity now. Yeah. And that's what we're, the way we need to view things. Everything apart from our relationships. Apart, relationships <laughs> are very important, but everything else is a commodity, right? If you can get the same... What are these M&Ms, right? <laughs> if you can get the same M&Ms, same M&Ms, cheaper down the street, why wouldn't you? They're M&Ms. Yeah. You know, they're still yeah. the same thing. And so looking at your expenses and seeing where you can save, be it utilities, take a bit more of a focus on groceries. Mm. You know, never go... What do they say? Never go to the supermarket hungry. Yeah. I've done that before and I've walked walked out with stuff that's like, I yeah. can't fit this stuff in the fridge. <laughs> and all the chocolate and everything. Yeah, 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 mate, we're with you. But it's funny you say that because I don't think enough people even look into their own lives, their current lives and realise that these changes are there and available. Like I know... Do you reckon that's because they're scared to know? Well, do you know what so many people say to me that are our age? I Because I, like, I, I love talking about money and investing and all these sorts of ideas, but... So many people don't want to have that conversation. I don't know if it's out of laziness, but so many people go, oh, my super will save me. And I kind of go, well, will it? Because have you ever actually done the maths? Because when I do the maths, it scares the living crap out of me. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I don't think this is going to be enough to no. just rely on it. So I think to and your that's point. A, and that's a good point, talk about, or how much is enough? Yeah. Right? Mm. Well, that's one of the things thing. that no one really does a calculation Especially and says how much is enough. And inflation and all yeah. Other areas. Yeah. yeah. And so the first thing that I do when I'm speaking to a client for the first time, that's the question. If you're retiring today, if you, if you could replace your current income, right, if you had no debt and all you need to do was cover your living expenses plus, say, some traveling because you're retired, yeah. how much would you need? One, people don't even know what that figure is because they don't know their expenses because they haven't measured it. So they don't know what their living expenses are. And they tend to get scared and say, okay, well, I'm scared because I think it'd be more than what I, it'll be more than what I think it is. So what is that figure? And if that figure, for example, if you've been accustomed to $60,000 or $100,000, it's hard to, to then go back to, you know, living off $30,000 a year. Yeah, yeah. Okay? exactly right. So if that's what you've become accustomed to, then well, that's your starting point. Yeah. And you say, okay, well, if we take the midpoint at eighty thousand, that you you roughly need about one point six million dollars mm. in not in your home because your home will never give you an income stream. Yeah. You always need somewhere to live, but this is just in net assets, be it property, be it shares, be it inside super, outside of super, it doesn't matter what it is. But you need about one point six million dollars in today's dollars. Yeah, wow. right? in today's that's today. dollars. That's yeah. today. Yeah, not, because not that one point six. If that earns about 5% in income return, there's your $80,000. Yeah. Right? Mm. And then that becomes a starting point. And, and I reckon nine times out of 10, maybe a nine and a half, because there's, it's only on a rare occasion will a client say, oh, I need about, I, I know my living expenses. Some people have a budget, and some, but I reckon that's 20 to 30% of the mm. of, of majority. And so most people don't know their living expenses. So if you don't know what your really what your end point is. You know, Stephen Covey talks about begin with the end in mind. Yep. So that's got to become our starting point. And then we can reverse engineer the rest of it and put a plan in place. Yeah, it's like one of my favourite books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a bit like what Doss mentioned earlier with the, you know, people think, okay, increasing your salary is going to help your spending habits. Well, if you've got poor spending habits and more money is just going to equate to same amount of spending habits, just more expensive things. Yeah. And it all comes down to assets and liabilities and... Most people do not truly understand the definition and make poor investments based. They think they're buying assets, but they're actually buying debt and liability and all this. And consumables. Yeah. Yeah, consumables. Yeah, consumables. Yeah. That's a word. Yeah. yeah, spending a lot of money on a car 
nothing wrong. I enjoy a car, but yep. spending a lot of money on a car that actually devalues. Mm. So, uh, like speaking of cars, because this probably relates a lot to our listeners and. What's your advice when it comes to buying cars? Because same book, like they talk about, that's like one of the last things you buy. It's like when you're truly happy and you've made like what you feel is safe and secure, then you go and buy the car. Yeah. Rather than starting with the car. And like, should you be driving around bombs or the secondhand cars? Like, where do you see that? Because it's such an interesting Oh, get a question. Porsche. Get a Porsche, yeah. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> Look, it, the, the answer to that is it comes back to looking at your finances. Yeah. yeah. And again, what are those goals and objectives, mm. okay? Because if your main goal and your objective is to buy a Porsche, then you probably will. Yep. But then if your second goal was to run your own home, if the third goal was to have enough in retirement, if, if you're not earning a level of income that's, that's really reflective of being able to achieve those goals, then you're going to enjoy that Porsche, but then your other goals and objectives are up the creek. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So again, it just comes to balance. I mean, I, I don't go around in a you know five hundred dollar car. I don't <laughs> yeah. think. I think you need something yeah. definitely reliable. But live within your means. Live according to where you are right now. But have a plan to to live differently and be in a better position. Yeah. In a year, in a two year, and three years time, and and just see progression. I think that's one of those things of being accountable to yourself or to an advisor. And saying, okay, where was I last year? Where am I this year, mm. right? Did I meet my 12-month goal and objectives? Did I meet my five-year ones? Am I on target? Yep. Okay, so that accountability and that review needs, to, sure. needs to take advice, place. And your go and see someone because they're going to keep you accountable. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Someone's got to keep you accountable, mm. right? We're not gonna, we don't keep ourselves accountable, right? It takes a very, very disciplined person, a particular type mm. of character, I believe, yeah. That that is just so focused that it's just like, you know, maybe the Ronaldos of the world, maybe. Yeah. But even these top guys have their own advisors and coaches. Of course, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, and the they go- they understand why investing in those are so important too. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people don't see the value in investing in someone to help with a specific yeah, goal in, in mind because they're like, oh, well, I can do it myself. Whereas a lot of the time, it ends up going out the window, and they. they Comes a New Year's resolution again the next year. Oh, no, it's just the cycle. So cycle, cycle, and you can get online, Doss. You can get online and and YouTube. And, YouTube. and uh, I mean, there's a, there's a million and one different you know get rich quick, quick. schemes. Yep. This is the way that you do it. Property is the way to go. And then over here, you've got someone saying, "No, share trading is the way to go." And then over here, saying, "Oh, forget all those. The crypto is the way to go." Yeah. Well, you know, and 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 all of them have their part, mm. but they're not solutions in their own right mm. right because you've got to look at well which one fits you mm. yeah you know? so yeah. outside of obviously saving that we talked about what about building wealth for let's talk about the the 20 somethings they might be studying on the side or they might have a full-time job but they're not high level income yet how do you actually begin your investing where do you or how do you start to make money work for you where's the easiest best place to start yeah I, i've got our uh, my son is 22 and my daughter's 20 yeah both of them have, have start. I've started for them because they had no choice. Uh, a share portfolio. <laughs> yep. Right. Cool. Very very basic one. A very easy way of investing. And both of them are putting just a weekly amount. Cool. Right. Both of them are earning money. We've sat down with them. These are the figures. And I said, this one, this put away. Right. This one you can spend. Yep. You want to go blow it overnight? You can blow it overnight. You won't have anything until next week. Yep. Right. But that's and and so they manage their money. So that they've got the next week, and and so you, again, it comes back to well, what are my expenses? What have I got to cover over the next twelve months? Yeah, right. And then yeah. say, okay, well, there's an amount that's got to go towards investing. Yeah. Now, you know, they're young, 
So anyone that's typically in their 20s, it's very tough to save and, and have a deposit for a property, right? Yeah, sure. And you're making your way in your career. And you're making your way in your career, right? There's other focuses and you go, well, look, I'll get there maybe when I'm 30. And, 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 but you still need to be investing. Mm. Right? You need to be doing something, mm. right? Because what, what can happen is that you can get to, you know, your 50s and I'm 50, right? And it goes like this. But you can get towards your 50s and, and you, can, you can fall into the poverty trap. Yeah, right? yeah. What I call the poverty trap. And the poverty trap is you spend all this time saying, I'll get there eventually, I'll do it. You're not putting money aside, investing every little, every week or every fortnight. Yep. And then you don't do it when the kids come along because, you know, there's expenses with kids and, uh, and, and now we've got a mortgage and, and then the school fees and all these things. And Playstations, to- <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Playstations and the VR, VR thing, you yeah. know. <laughs> and so you get there and you think, oh, gee, I've only got now 15 years, 15 yeah. years or so. And then you get to that point and you think, okay, well, there's only a few things that are going to happen. I'm either going to retire and I won't have anywhere near enough mm. and I've got to rely on the pension or I'm going to retire and we'll, have, we'll just have to work with whatever I have. Mm. And if I'm getting $30,000 a year but I've become accustomed to $100,000 a year, well, you know, like I'm in trouble yeah. but I can only live off what I live off or I'm going to continue on with $100,000 a year and at some point all my assets are going to run out. Yeah. Right? And so... Planning early and starting early, even if it's a little bit, the sheer weight of time can carry you through. Now, yep. superannuation, you know, is an important part, but it's not the be-all and end-all. Yes. You know, it's, it is a very important part because it's the, it's the most tax-effective environment to be investing in. Mm. But if you're 20, 25, 30, you're going, hang on, I'm putting money into super. I'm not going to be able to access that for another 30 years. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point of putting it away? And that's, that's valid. Right, that's valid. But you, but you work that into your planning, and you say, okay, well, maybe at that time you're not putting as much into super, but you're closer. You get sort of forty, fifty. You're ramping it up a bit. Okay. And so those early years, you're investing where you've got access to the money should you need it. Interesting. That's yeah. interesting because I haven't heard that perspective. Because I think I ramped up my super a couple of years ago, so I started putting more towards it. But now what you're saying makes a lot more sense. Well, it depends on what your other goals are yeah. and objectives outside of super. Yeah. So if your focus is I'm going to need a new car, I'm going to deposit for a house, yeah. well, maybe you can still do it by having that money going into super. But if you can't, then you've got to adjust your resources yes. and bring more resources over here. We're going to be able to save a deposit and it's got access to rather than putting more into a place that you won't be able to access. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts? I'd love to hear your opinions and views on credit cards and debt. Mm. I don't have a credit card. I feel like I'm uneducated. You hear people say credit cards are bad, credit cards are good, credit scores, all this. For someone that has a credit card or doesn't have a credit card, what what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, look, I'm not in the camp that says get rid of them completely. I think they have their place. Yeah. But um, again, it comes to the type of individual. Mm. There are people that have some level of discipline, others yeah. that don't. And so for the ones that don't, get rid of your credit card. Yep. Get rid of it. Right, because it's going to get you into trouble. But for the ones that actually are able to utilize it, and I, and I see a lot of clients who are, you know, they pay off their credit card every month and they're doing it for the points, and yeah. you know, you, they're using you know up to fifty-five days of free credit. You know, so there's some strategy in that. Yeah. Because if you're using a bank's fifty-five days of credit and you've got this money that you can invest over here, well, that's a better use of your resources. Mm. Problem is, a lot of people don't do that, mm. right? And a lot of it is is psychological. 
in that it goes on the credit card, you, you don't see it yep. until the statement comes through, <laughs> yeah. right? Because a lot more people are about, well, what have I got in my bank account? That tends to be the measure. I've got $1,000 in a bank account. Okay, well, that's great, but I've got four grand owing on the credit card. Yeah. You know, and so I think that just comes back to working with an advisor and say, what's best for me? Yeah. Okay. Right, because we're all different. Yep. So, you know, I know there are, there are people out there that say, you know, get rid of it. And that's worked for a lot of people. They've got a lot of testimonies of people who have said, I cancelled my credit cards business, the best thing that I've ever done. Yeah. That's because they, were, you, that they weren't working it properly. Sure. Right? Those that are working it properly don't need to cancel it. I'm paying it off every month. Why would I cancel it? Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So again, it just comes back to the type of person. Gotcha. So what are some of the tips you have for, for us today, to, for, for the listeners to, to go home with, like, what are some things we can start either thinking about or doing today to start moving towards... This is where I'm rubbing my hands together. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> excited. Um, you know there's stuff that we can't share, though. Of course. Secret, secret stuff, Secrets. right? That only us advisors know. Yes. Oh, of, course, <laughs> of course, of course, of course. You need a secret so, handshake. So, so which yeah, version, there's a password. <laughs> which version do you want to make public? Ooh. <laughs> Stumped us. <laughs> this might go into our exclusive file for <laughs> content maybe later VIP on. Section. Yeah, VIP section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to pay extra. Yeah, you got to pay extra. You're all over it. So I would come back to... The points that I'd begun on cash flow. Okay. Right? So the first one was your cash flow and measure. Yeah. Measure your cash flow. That's the first thing. Have some form of measuring. Whether you're doing it by way of spreadsheet, whether you're doing it by way of a program, these days even when you log into a bank, they have allocations yeah. of, of, of accounts for, you know, what they think has gone for groceries. and So do that first. The second one is is your expense, uh, your mm-hmm. income. All right? Again, Look at your income and, and, and say, can I increase my income? If I can't do it from a current job, do I need to move job or do I need to train myself up by way of a degree, by way of whatever the case, to, to go up and, and get a better position, better paying job? Or do I have this side hustle, right? And then the second one is your expenses, as we spoke about before, in terms of reviewing them and cutting them where needed. And then the fourth one is protecting. You're now earning this income and how do we make sure that from a financial perspective, things remain on track because there's yeah. all sorts of things hmm. that can divert us, that can throw us off. could be a sickness, could be an accident. Mm-hmm. It could be a loss of job. It could be... So you need to have mm-hmm. some measures in place to be able to counteract that, yes. right? So that's protecting. And then the fifth one is planning. Okay. And that's really the key. Like yep. that is the the ultimate. I mean, planning is a bit like, you know, heading up to, up to the airport, tell the Marine here and saying, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going to get a ticket and we'll see what happens. Yeah. None of us do that. None of us do that. We all sit down and we say, okay, I'm planning on going to the US. Mm. All right, how long are we going to go for? We're going to go for four weeks. Okay, well, within that, where do we fly into? We're going to fly into LA. Um, we're going to do New York. We're going to do Vegas. My dad down to Florida. We're going to do Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right? Oh, and then we're going to fly out. And whilst we're there, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's all planning. Yeah. And, and, and that's the key because then once you get there, it's okay if you change mm. and you go, you know what? Well, I thought we were going to do, uh, you know, five days in Vegas, but no, three days is enough. Let's get out of yeah, here. Yeah, get married. We lost. We <laughs> lost every cent. <laughs> we keep on going like this. We're going to have to fly straight home instead of to New York. <laughs> <laughs> and so so planning is yeah. key. And and planning, you can only do that with a good planner, yes. yeah. with a good and trusted planner. Yep. Or at least start off with a mentor, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, a planner is going to cost you as well. Of course. But these days, there's a lot of stuff online. You know, mm. we're looking at developing some ways to be able to to give advice to help people digitally, like to be able because you know to get a full full financial plan and a full yeah, that that costs money, right? Mm. It's not cheap. Yep. And for some people, it's overkill. 
yep. at this stage. Yeah. Okay? okay. And some some people just need some guidance. And yep. So that would be the five things I, I reckon. Okay. In terms of if that keys is make sure you measure. Work on your income, see where you can increase that, your expenses, and protect. Make sure all that's protected, and, and stuff like insurance, car insurance, all that sort of thing, and then plan. Yep. All right? Have a strategy. Have some plan mm. uh, for the next 12 months, for the next five Love years, it. and then even beyond. I want to ask you, how after hearing that, how do you feel about your money situation? I, I feel okay. I did the barefoot investor and followed a lot of those tips and you know, I've got multiple bank accounts and they all yep. have different roles and it's worked really well for me, but there's parts that I haven't looked at. So I haven't looked at the car insurance. I haven't looked at the, you know, these sorts of yeah. everyday living expenses that, you know, you just can't be bothered half the time looking into. I mean, I probably don't have a clear enough plan, probably. Yeah. How do you feel about I'm it? I'm identical. It's made me kind of realise, and I, I similar to you, like got the money buckets through the barefoot and I've always followed that. I find a lot of importance in having... Well, you basically said it before, but the emergency, like yeah, just... That's mm. been a big one. You know, yeah. you, you mentioned all that list of things, the car accident or surgery or this, or you lose your job. Like, I love that. And I just feel comfortable knowing that's there. Mm. So I see a lot of value in that. But I really am excited to go and look at where I'm spending and mm. where it, what is my cash flow. Yep. Like, why do I have Stan and Netflix? I don't... Actually, I don't have either of them actually because I use my mum's Netflix. <laughs> I use my sister's stand. Don't say that too loud. I think they're look. I think I think Netflix at the moment is looking into. Are they really? Get from different. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, of course they are. Yeah. 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 Well, oh well. Oh well. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having a look across all of that for sure. Because I think like one of the conversations we had, just because sometimes you do, especially like we came back from the overseas holiday. We've got side hustles too. We're launching what we're doing together and all these bits, and you can get it's confronting sometimes yep. you get overwhelmed yeah. and you do you know you have those you wake up in the middle of the night you're like shit like, yeah, and you think yeah. about it but at the same time like Doss said earlier like you don't want to live a life too of always being so overcautious to the state where you can't enjoy the occasional night out or experience but I think that comes back to the kind of the splurge like you're talking about the allocation and it all comes back to planning, planning. that's what I've really got out of this yeah, today yeah. And, and look I mean as an advisor and I think as a, as a business we are I like to think we're balanced. Yeah. We're not in extremes. Mm. Uh, I've never been an extreme type of person. I mean, there's been times where I've absolutely focused, but I don't think I've ever been extreme. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we could die tomorrow, so I need to live as though I'm going to die tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, so today needs to be focused, and but at the same time, mm. the odds are that I won't. So what, do I, what yeah. do I need to do to sort of map that out as well and then whatever happens happens yeah exactly. it's like in the lap of the gods as they say yeah, yeah you always um, have to be in the middle don't you always have to be in the middle yeah. you always have to be in the middle um, we, we had a guy come through our network we we're talking about earlier he um he was a financial planner but he was so extreme i'm like i could never work with this guy because he's like you know if i come to melbourne how often i do and he's like i'll sleep on the airport i'll bring a pillow and just sleep in the middle of the ground and i'm you know my, this sandwich cost me five dollars this cost me 550 so i always take this i'm like mate like yeah yeah <laughs> i don't think you're the one for me i think yeah. you need to see a psychiatrist mate <laughs> <laughs> look when it comes to being balanced we work with clients and we say that are you are you going to be able to achieve your goals and objectives yeah right within your resources and within your capacity and if you have a long enough lead time and you start doing things as small as it is, you've got a good chance of making it. Yeah. Okay? Problem is, a lot of people leave things till late because I'll get to it one day, I'll get to it one day. And there's always a reason not to get to it, right? 
There's always a reason we work hard, comes to the weekend. Oh, I don't want to look at it. Maybe in the evening, I don't want to look at it. I'd rather watch TV. I'd rather watch Netflix. Oh, and I love watching movies, mm. right? But if, the longer that you leave it, the pressure's on. And then you need to take more risk in order to, to, to which we're talking about financial independence, need to take more risk in order to achieve your goals. But if you start early, it's less risk. Yeah. Because now you've started, you've begun, and then there's momentum, and then you get the sheer weight of share markets that grow, the property markets that grow, <clears throat> and that momentum just carries you through. Yeah. You just keep on doing it. Yeah. But if you've got to start down this end and try to get momentum, it's a lot harder to do. Because there's a few risks, right? There's the risk of investing and doing something. I know we're talking about retirement, but then there's yeah. the risk of retirement. There's a risk of not having enough. Yep. So whilst you're young, that risk of not having enough is like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You get closer to that and you go, oh, okay, this is serious now. Yeah. 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 And then if you haven't planned property, you start to make knee-jerk reactions. Yeah. You know, you start to ask friends, oh, what have you done? I want to do the same. Get oh, rich I did, quick. I did yep. crypto. I did nothing wrong with crypto, right? But if that if that person's already got properties and shares and whatever, they're doing some crypto, great. Yeah. But if you've got nothing and you're doing crypto, that's that's yeah. risky. Risky, yeah. That's risky. Yeah. So So for the for the people that are listening, and I'm thinking probably, you know, we're lucky we've got quite a broad demographic that do listen. So those that are probably maybe in their thirties, forties, fifties, sixties that this is speaking to them and they're stressing to be how do they get in contact with you, work with you guys and yeah, what's the best way to go about that? I think the best way is just go via the website, three P Corp dot yep. There's information on there and they just they send something through and, and usually if they just set out what their main concerns are, we'll be able to appoint them to the right awesome. advisor and start that initial chat. Awesome. And I love to have that initial chat with people and sort of work out where they're at. Yep. And with some of them we end the chat and we just say, you know what, you're not quite ready yep. yet. Go and do X, Y, and Z and we'll see you back in twelve months' time. Cool. Mm. Fantastic. And others are just like, I'm ready, man. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, 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 it's exactly the stuff that you're talking about, Ziggy. Like, right, we're on, and we're going. Okay, all right, let's Perfect. do this. Love yeah, it. love it. And give your book a bit of a shout out too. And how can people get a copy of that? Yeah, so the book is uh, "Money Does Grow on Trees." Great title. Yeah, <laughs> money does grow on trees, and so where do you get those seeds? Because uh, <laughs> I need to plant a few of those. That's um, I've got asked that a lot of times over the years, and yeah. I'm from the western suburbs of Melbourne, so I say, you know, that the seeds are actually a plant, and they're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> that's where the money is. <laughs> I'm all where, in that. Don't that's worry. where the money yeah. is. That's where yeah. the money well, is. We've got our investments. We invested in that industry. Wasn't that a great? <laughs> wasn't that smart? Yeah. So it's, I mean, there's a website, moneydoesgrowontrees.com.au, or the Three Peak Corp website. You awesome. can link to that and you can purchase it off there. Mate, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, mate. Pleasure. Just, Thank uh, you, boys. I'm super excited for myself, yeah, personally. Same. So thanks, mate. Really pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in the next episode.